Women's Health, Wisdom, and Wine, a weekly conversation with practitioners, providers, patients, and healers about complex reproductive medicine and women's health challenges, the value of an integrative approach to these challenges, many of the women's health topics you're already thinking about but uncomfortable talking about, and my personal favorite, wine. I'm your host, Dr. Lorena White, an integrative reproductive medicine and women's health provider, licensed acupuncturist, clinical herbalist, and a former labor support doula in the Washington, D.C. metro area. My goal is to bring women's health-specific evidence and expertise to the forefront of daily women's health and wellness news through informative conversations. If you have ideas, questions, and specific topics that you would like us to cover in future podcast episodes, please leave them in the comment section or send us an email at info at To learn more about our team's approach to care, visit our website at www.larenawhite.com. As you enjoy the podcast, conversations, and wine time, remember to follow the podcast, leave a five-star rating, and tap on the bell to make sure you never miss an episode. Let us know what is your favorite topic, who has been your favorite guest, and who would you like to hear from on the next pod. Most importantly, share the podcast and your favorite episode with a friend or colleague. Lastly, remember that this podcast is not designed to be a substitute for a bona fide relationship with a licensed or certified healthcare professional. Polycystic ovary syndrome, or PCOS, is the most common hormonal condition in women. It affects 10 to 15% of women worldwide, causing fertility challenges, weight gain, irregular menstrual cycles, hirsutism, acne, and hair loss. PCOS is a condition that varies from person to person, each experiencing her own unique presentation. There are numerous women who have been told, you can't have PCOS, you don't fit the typical description, or just lose some weight and you'll be fine. And my personal favorite, oh, just go on birth control. Let's be honest, these are all harmful myths. Again, we've talked about the several types of PCOS in last episode. Conventional medicine describes the four PCOS types as type A, B, C, and D. Type A has high androgens and irregular periods or no period and the presence of polycystic ovaries. Type B has high androgen levels and irregular periods or no period. Type C has high androgens and polycystic ovaries, but regular periods less than 35 days. And type D has irregular periods or no period, polycystic ovaries, however, they have normal androgen levels. Of these types, type A is considered the most severe and is the most typical presentation. On the other side of the spectrum, type D is considered the mildest form and it is possible to move from one category to another with treatment, diet, and lifestyle changes. In integrative medicine, we tend to look at these things a little bit differently. We look at the four different types as insulin-resistant PCOS, which is dominated by symptoms like high blood sugar, darkened skin around the neck and armpits, carb and sugar cravings, and weight gain. Inflammatory PCOS, which is dominated by symptoms of chronic inflammation like acne and skin rashes, fatigue, joint pain, gut issues, and weight gain. 
adrenal PCOS, where the primary androgen that is high is DHEA, which is made primarily by the adrenal glands, in contrast to testosterone, which is made primarily by the ovaries, and post-pill PCOS, which is seen in women who had at one time normal periods before being on the pill, but experienced PCOS symptoms after coming off the pill. In our practice, again, we don't strictly classify PCOS by these types because very few women fit neatly into just one of these subtypes. So what are we going to talk about today? What type of PCOS do you have? So first, let's look at inflammation. A lot of times we don't even know the questions to ask or what symptoms to look for when we're looking at inflammation. So when you're looking at inflammation, do you have pain in your body? Do you have skin rashes such as eczema, psoriasis, rosacea, or allergic dermatitis? Do you have asthma or allergies? Do you have a diet that is not based on whole foods and may contain many processed foods and sugars? Have you been formally diagnosed with PCOS? Let's look at that. And do you have a family member with an autoimmune disease? So some of those things we might want to look at to really look into inflammation as your cause of PCOS. And again, not all these things are going to show up, but at the same time, they're things to look at, they're things to really examine, and they're really things to look at in terms of ruling out certain other underlying causes. So the next thing we'd like to look at in terms of looking at a PCOS diagnosis is insulin res- insulin resistance. So looking at your waistline, is your waistline large or is it narrow? Do you have a small frame or a larger frame? When you gain weight, do you gain weight primarily in your abdomen? Do you crave sugar? And have you struggled with weight loss? A lot of these signs and potentially symptoms don't necessarily have to solely do with PCOS, but they definitely have to do with a hormonal imbalance. And do you have any dark velvety patches on the folds of your body, such as your neck, in the creases of your thighs, your underarms, and even in other places that others may not see, even, even underneath your breasts? Do you have skin tags? These are things, again, to look at and maybe ask into and ask further questions so that you can find out exactly what may be the possible cause of of your PCOS, what's underlying it. The next thing to look at is adrenals and stress. And a lot of us have a lot of stress going on in our lives. And again, stress comes in many shapes or forms. We also talk about getting enough sleep, looking at anxiety anxiety and depression symptoms? Are you consuming too much sugar? And again, sugar doesn't just come in the form of sweet things, but they come in the form of carbohydrates and processed foods. Looking at your blood pressure, dizziness, overwork. Um, Have you taken any corticosteroids for any medical reason? Looking at weight gain around your abdominal area. Do your muscles feel weak? And what time do you feel the best? Is it early in the morning or late in the evening? So these are, again, things to look at so that we can look at stress as a potential underlying cause of your PCOS. And again, you may not have every single symptom on this list, but 
these are things to ask into or ask about. Next, we'd like to look at androgen access. So do you have hirsutism already? And hirsutism is that growth of excess coarse hair on your chin, face, upper lip, chest, or abdomen, places where you don't typically have hair or have a lot of it, but where men potentially may have more hair. Is your voice deep? Do you have hair loss that is either diffuse or concentrated behind the front hairline? Again, things to look at, but not necessarily a definitive diagnosis. When we look at hormone balance, have you have there been a polycystic ovary seen on ultrasound? Do you ovulate late in your cycle around day 18 or later? Do you or have you ever needed medication to ovulate? How about your anti-malarian hormone? Is it high when you've taken your last blood test? How is about your luteinizing hormones and your follicular follicle stimulating hormone? What does that look like? And what does that ratio look like on a day three blood test? And how about your progesterone? What is going on there? Again, these are things to look at in terms of hormone balance. And now your thyroid. Thyroid is one of those hormones and organs that control hormones that can really wreak havoc on your life, like a bull in a china shop. So in looking into your thyroid, do you feel cold compared to others that are around you? Are you often fatigued or just exhausted for no reason? How about constipation? How about flaky skin? Are you losing hair? Do you feel depressed or anxious? How about swelling or pressure, difficulty swallowing, a hoarse voice that really have no explanation for? Unexplained changes in your weight? Any other changes in your memory or concentration? And have you had any thyroid testing that included autoimmune thyroid antibody tests? And are you already taking thyroid medication? Next, we'll move on to the environmental factors. These are things that we often don't take into consideration, but they're often endocrine or hormone disruptors. So let's talk about the use of plastic containers. So many of us have used in the past or continue to use plastic containers to a significant degree for reheating food or drink out of plastic water bottles. Um, Also talking about eating foods, canned foods, including soda from cans. And again, plastic baby bottles or sippy sippy cups when we were infants. Again, things that we didn't know in the past, but definitely contribute to current situations. Again, handling retail receipts, definitely working in retail and handling those receipts and the dyes. Um, Working in the dental profession where there could be different exposures to environmental toxins or in a hair and nail salon, buying non-organic produce, dairy and meats, or working in an agriculture or gardening where you're exposed to pesticides or having a mom that was exposed to pesticides when she was pregnant with you. Next, we move on to diet and nutrition. Again, there's so many different places where we can all improve on our diet and nutrition, but there's some different places where there are really harmful effects in the things that we put into our bodies. Some people just don't even know what they really should be eating, and others just find it difficult to stop eating certain foods because they're led by cravings. And then we look at different aspects of just trying to 
really understand what is going on with our bodies, what's going on with the different aspects of the food that we process, and how we actually process that food. So really getting in touch with those aspects is going to be important. And really looking at not just insulin resistance, not just inflammation, but really what those foods that we're putting into our bodies are actually doing once they get into our bodies and how we're metabolizing them. So the next aspect is looking into not only the symptomatology, but also, again, the types of foods, the types of foods that we're craving, the types of foods that we're consuming. Where do we consume um, most of our food from? Are they coming from external sources like restaurants? Are they coming from external sources like fast food places? Are they coming from places that are like a meal service? Are they coming from places that, you know, we know and we know how the food was prepared? Again, very challenging, sometimes difficult questions to answer, but now it's time to definitely start looking into some of these um, aspects, especially if you are considering that you may have a polycystic ovarian syndrome diagnosis. So as we go back to food, we're really in nutrition and looking at thyroid and different aspects. We really just want to make sure that we're taking all these things into account and not just merely looking at one, but looking at all these things kind of play together um, and how they can influence each each uh, category and each and the constellation of symptoms that you may be experiencing. And again, as we look into different aspects of environmental factors, again, it's not just one of these factors, but it's the constellation when put together that can be tricky in terms of diet nutrition. Um, do you eat the same foods all the time? Some people are in the habit of just eating the same type of food day in and day out. And not even thinking about what exactly it is that they're putting into their body. And some people go through periods of eating super, super well, followed by periods of eating really poorly. So again, really trying to determine what that looks like is going to be important in terms of getting to the bottom and reversing your PCOS symptoms. And each woman, again, with PCOS is different. And so focusing on these factors, especially the ones that may be strongest in your particular case, will give you a better sense of your overall health. And since PCOS changes throughout a particular woman's lifespan, symptoms can change in terms of cycles becoming regular or just not having symptoms at all. And so you can really choose how to focus and refocus your life. So remember, the first aspect of treating PCOS is treating insulin resistance. And looking at insulin resistance, we want to really think about insulin resistance as secreting larger amounts of insulin than average. And that results in insulin resistance. And that excess insulin causes the production of androgens like testosterone. And so when you have more testosterone, that disrupts the menstrual cycle. And, uh, and then subsequently increases the risk for type 2 diabetes. Next is treating the or addressing the inflammation. Evidence suggests that chronic low-grade inflammation is the central factor in PCOS. 
Inflammation is the crucial immune system activity which resolves infections and allows us to heal after injuries. However, when inflammation is present constantly, as it is in PCOS, it can disrupt our hormones, cause cardiovascular disease, and contribute to insulin resistance, which we just talked about. Next, we need to balance your adrenals. So when we talk about adrenals, we're literally talking about cortisol and stress. The adrenal glands secrete the stress hormone cortisol, as well as androgenic hormones like DHEAS. High cortisol is associated with increased abdominal fat gain and sleep disturbances, and high DHEAS contributes to elevated testosterone. Next, we'd like to treat those excess androgens by really looking at hormone balance. Androgens are a class of hormones similar to testosterone, and they're often elevated in PCOS. They're associated with hirsutism, acne, hair loss, and increased amounts that are central in PCOS. Addressing hormonal imbalances, also very important. So female hormones like estrogen and progesterone are produced from ovulatory function. In PCOS, this process can be affected by excess testosterone, which causes irregular menstrual cycles, fertility challenges, changes in mood, and even increasing the risk of endometrial cancer. Next, we want to balance the thyroid. So as we look at the thyroid, often women with PCOS have an increased incidence of Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune condition that is the leading cause of hypothyroidism. And hypothyroidism makes PCOS symptoms worse by slowing down metabolism, increasing insulin resistance, and most often affecting the mood. In order to create a healthy environment, we really need to look at what chemicals that are in our environment that can be classified as endocrine disruptors. These chemicals include plastics, flame retardants, and pesticides, and have been found to negatively affect reproductive development and even induce PCOS in animal studies. And lastly, this last component, we're looking at eating a balanced diet. So often we hear what things are good for us and what we need to eat, but a key component to not just PCOS care, but reversing those symptoms is nutrition that given that insulin resistance and inflammation can be affected in a positive way by diet. So now that you understand what specific factors can potentially affect your PCOS, you can go deeper and work on the areas that will improve your health the most. So find yourself someone who is really not only educated, but trained into identifying these underlying causes, and someone who can really take the time to not just chase your symptoms, but to figure out what's really going on with your PCOS, what's going on with you, and how you can get on the path to health, wellness, and healing. Thanks for joining Women's Health Wisdom and Wine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Think about one gem you can take away from this episode and apply it to your own life. Also, remember to follow us, review us, and give us five stars. Till we meet again, remember, nourish your flourish.